learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. You make food, then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us info at businesschef.org. Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Business Chef Podcast. And for part two of my conversation with my good friend Jimmy about marketing and targeting our audience. And today, he's got some great tips for how to do it. Not just who to do it to, but how to market. So we want to thank ClickLease, ClickLease.com. Go get your equipment financing immediately get approved you know what you got to work with so go check them out we are incredibly grateful for ClickLease and their support of the show and we are incredibly grateful for jimmy and his willingness to come back and share some tips these are these are great um it's stuff that i think a lot of us don't necessarily think about and some things that i think people think about but maybe don't take the time to do so Without further ado, let's jump into it and find out what we can do to really market to our target audience. Yeah, well, the first one's given. I don't know. Have you ever heard the uh, saying digital natives or the label digital natives given to the younger generation out there? I, you know, I'm not super familiar with it, but I'm sure that there are people out there that are. Well, both the millennials and Gen Z, especially the younger, they're very wired as it relates to technology. And I think restaurateurs need to keep that in mind. So if I could just say one phrase, mobile, mobile, mobile. Everything comes in through their mobile. And uh, they just, that's how they connect. They connect on their social media platforms text messaging, they love visuals, but they're basically also on their mobile looking for places to eat, Yelp reviews, etc., etc. And the younger group, the Gen Z, they're really big into YouTube, Snapchat, and Instagram. The younger group spends 945 hours a year obsessing about food 39 days in total that equates to but they're very big into looking at video through youtube and following their friends on snapchat and now everything in photos are instagrammable so if i could communicate one thing one marketing tip that is an absolute must that is to understand technology and if you can't do it yourself Hire some young people that know the lingo, know the platforms in order to execute and communicate via technology. The second marketing tip is once everybody understands that technology is important, make sure that all the messaging is very concise, authentic. Uh, They just you know, they see through all the BS out there, cut to the chase, and communicate 
not necessarily their lingo, because they'll see through that too, but they just don't want mixed marketing messages. And now they're really getting into authenticity, which is, where is my food coming from? And the big buzzword now among the younger guests are the term biodiversity. Have you heard of that one? Which is basically understanding your sources of food. And it's beyond farm to table. It's everything coffee, chocolate. It's understanding the labor force that's being utilized in order to harvest the food. So biodiversity is their big buzzword right now. I think both of those are absolute solid gold, but here's a question for you. So how do you come across as authentic? What is the best way to, because I, I agree with you, you need to be authentic, but how do you portray to somebody you don't know that you're being authentic? How do you, how do you be authentic? Yeah. Uh, video is probably the best way to communicate. And I've seen a lot of videos as it relates to farmers telling their stories about how they raise their beef and they appreciate that or stories about where the coffee or who the coffee growers are or the chocolate and humane practices of the labor of chocolate. Also, communications as it relates to ingredients. They're not into artificial ingredients. So the more you can communicate that you've taken some of the colorings out or, or communicate that the sweeteners are more natural than artificial, but in other words, just try to stress or just maybe even do video presentations or written presentations about clean label. I know like Panera Bread has been really pushing about how clean their products are. On one hand, they're not stupid. They know that a lot of food is processed, but they want to hear about all the initiatives that are being taken in order to deliver food that is authentic. And now I had a situation earlier today that I met somebody for coffee and he blew me some smoke that my Vietnamese coffee came in a plastic uh, cup with a plastic straw. And I really didn't think about it. I hadn't been to this coffee place in quite some time. And it did make me feel self-conscious because this was a venture capitalist in environmental initiatives. And I suddenly realized, like, here I am, somebody who's talking about sustainability and things that are better for the environment, yet I was drinking out of a plastic cup. So I actually did go up to the owner of the coffee shop and ask, how am I going to drink this the next time I'm here? Do you have a porcelain cup or a paper cup that I can use? And I mentioned that because plastics is something that they would like to hear about, how a restaurant or a chain restaurant is addressing this whole issue about plastics, which is clogging up our world. So that's part of the sourcing issue because this group uh, likes home delivery. And I think it's going to be, you know, home, on one hand, delivery has really helped our industry and is saving our industry because there's so many food venues out there. But on the other hand, everybody's got to get their acts together as it relates to the legislation that's coming, but also you know, eco-friendly packaging. So there's a lot of different ways to slice it. I recommend video. Uh, I recommend senior people talking to the audience on video. 
but it could also be in, in written, but it's got to be concise in English and addressing their hot buttons. And if a restaurateur or a chain doesn't know what their hot buttons are, get a panel together of young guests and, and talk to them. Let them tell you what they're looking for in the communications versus developing the communications in a vacuum. I think that's great. I mean, video, it's it's really difficult <laughs> to, to uh, you know, you can be inauthentic on video, but your personality, um, mannerisms, things come through. You know, we always say that a lot of stuff gets lost in translation uh, when it's via text or email or, you know, things of that nature. But through video, it is much easier to be authentic and really portray who you are and, and you know, tone of voice and fluctuations in that. And so I, I think that's great. But I guess my next question is, is, you know, short videos, long videos, I think I know the answer to it, but, um, you know, if somebody's out there and they think they need to make these 20, 25 minute videos and tell these long stories, you know, what, what do you see when you're making these videos, you know, what's your perception, short or long? Remember, I started by saying concise, so let's not forget their attention span. Uh, the last time I looked at some farm videos of farmers talking about how sustainable their practices were, the video went for somewhere between 16 to 20 minutes, and that's not going to fly with the younger guests. So my recommendation would be is if somebody cuts a video, you know, for six to ten minutes, maybe dice that up into three, you know, three-minute videos, if you know what I mean. Uh, so you, the economics of a good video shoot. Uh, and again, string them along. We're talking about A today, we'll talk about B the next time, and C the third time. But, uh, and also, you know, see if you can build in an engagement factor. I think that's a really good point too, because um, engagement is it is important. So let's take that a step further. And and what are the ways that you would say that we should engage with people? Well, I'm going to sound like a real marketing geek here, but there's a term called UGC, which stands for User Generated Content. So that I understand, and I haven't I have not seen anything because there's I, I limit myself to how much time I spend online, but apparently you get users of the product to do the content for you. So maybe that's where you solicit the help of some guests and interview them in terms of what they feel is authentic or how important biodiversity is to them versus preaching to the crowd. And then the other thing that I know is being achieved for the restaurant business is, especially on Instagram, is influence marketing, where you have these micro-influencers that might have followings of 1,000 or 5,000 people that are posting photographs of your operation or, more specifically, of your food. Now, there is some shenanigans that go on behind the scene where uh, some are paid, some are given free food, etc. But there are ways you can induce it for free by getting them involved in the restaurant experience. But let the content come from 
your guest versus somebody who gets up there and scripts it. Now, earlier I said get your head of the cheese to, you know, get in front of the camera. I think, candidly, Sean, it's a combination of uh, several. And in marketing, and I'm a pure marketer, you have different, you test different ways, and then you find out what works and what doesn't work. Or you can just cut to the chase and get the feedback from your guests about what they're looking for versus trying to figure it out. Too much marketing uh, is done in a silo. And I get very upset because the marketing people sit there and go, this is great, yet it just doesn't register. And that's a great point. Like, you can't market in a silo. You can't just make decisions in a boardroom. You've really got to kind of hit the streets, so to speak. So, you know, it sounds like, I mean, really to be successful in this whole endeavor is you, you've got to have a strategy or and or a plan. Correct. So we, we call it, you know, test cells. So you have test cell A, test cell B, test cell C. Uh, you know, it's like when you do limited time offers, you do it at, you know, so many units one way, so many units the second way, just to find out what the right marketing mix is. But exactly. So I've talked about technology. I talked about concise communications. The third marketing tip, have you heard the term DIY, which stands for do it yourself? So this group is absolutely, oh, this is going to be cliche, bowled over by customization. So that's why you're suddenly seeing all these bowl meals for breakfast, ethnic bowl meals, pokey, rainbow, etc. But I guess if I were to do an historical dig, I think it was Chipotle that really started the customization craze. But the, the younger guests love concocting their own, uh, you know, meal. So providing them with that customization element. Or the other thing that is now surfacing, which is in its way a customization, are mashup foods where you just do unusual it's really in desserts, but I'm seeing it now mainstream. You see it on food trucks, but they take all these odd combinations and throw them together. So you might do, uh, you know, that's where you, all these shakes are popular because they're throwing mix-ins like Oreos and candy, et cetera, et cetera. Or people are using like a, a cobbler breading on chicken. Uh, or, or mixing a hot sauce with something sweet. Uh, but you're seeing all these mashup foods. And that's because this group, as in the younger guests, just want to, want to feel that the, what they're eating is just totally unique to them. So DIY, do it yourself customization is definitely one thing that restaurateurs need to keep in mind in order to attract the younger guests. So really, at the end of the day, the best way to be authentic, to engage your customers, to do all these things is you can kind of do a combination of all these tips, really. I mean, it's uh, kind of a kind of a mashup, mashup marketing, if you will. Absolutely. Now, as I'm sitting there thinking about it and listening to you, you're a chef, but I guess this is like a new firm of fusion cooking. 
wasn't that what fusion cooking was about 10 years ago where we took different ethnicities and mashed them all together and that was a popular trend then now it's you know branded products but again giving people the opportunity to mix and match I got to tell you, Jimmy, I'm, I'm loving this. <laughs> I, I think this is great info. So, uh, give us, give us another one before we go. Do you menu healthy items or decadent items? And depending on what research you read, you menu both. This group is really like schizophrenic when it comes to eating. One day they're eating healthy. The next day they want something that's completely over the top especially when it comes to snacking, which is almost half their eating experiences now. So it's nice to balance on your menu a little bit of both. And it's not that one day you're going to just cater to healthy guests and then the next day the decadent guests. It's just they're all over the map when it comes to eating. The whole idea of snacking, I think, is so is so interesting to me. And you know, menuing both and and really trying to appeal to a very broad range, um, I think has become more necessary, especially appealing to these groups, but also, you know, um, concepts that were once thought of as primarily male-dominated concepts, you know, the, the deep-fried, heavy kind of stuff, and, you know, we want to tailor more to, to the female customers, so we go lighter, we go more salads, things like that. I mean, how do we... How do we find out, you know, when it, especially when it comes to like snacking and stuff, what people want or what this, what this group wants? So I guess the best thing would be to open up their backpack and see what type of snacks are in their backpack. You'll catch everything from healthy, like seaweed jerky to Reese's peanut butter cups. All right. It just depends on their mood, time, and place. The fifth marketing tip Younger guests are what I call smart buyers. I mean, they're very value-oriented. I don't know what's totally driving that, given they grew up in households that were kind of profligate, but maybe they were impacted by the Great Recession. But they love their value, and along with the value comes loyalty, and along with loyalty comes operators designing apps with loyalty games and loyalty points and ways to measure where you're at on your loyalty programs and coupons for freebies, etc. And so many people are doing a great job of building the loyalty. And it makes sense because I know growing up in the industry, the younger guests just are really loyal if you reward them. And they're very value conscious. I don't think value from size of the menu offering, but more or less from a, a price point. And that's why you see all the dollar menus, $5 menus, you know, any freebie they can get. I know that uh, some of the brands do days to celebrate holidays where they give away certain things for free. But that's how you hook them. You hook them with loyalty and points. But you got to make it simple, too. You can't make it very complex, something where they can monitor where they are in the process so they can see that, okay, I go back the next time, I'm going to get my free burger. So in summary, the marketing is first with technology. They're 
digital natives. I talked about more or less communications and social media platforms, but let's not forget that this is also, you know, their pension to use kiosks. They don't have to interface directly with wait staff. They like table ordering, ordering in advance like Five Guys Burgers, but anything you can drive them through technology. Number two is any communication, just cut to the chase. Don't BS them. Talk about things that are authentic. You and I discussed video as a great vehicle to communicate authenticity. The third is customization. Get them involved in creating their own main dishes. The fourth is you got to menu both healthy items and decadent items because it depends what their mood is. But it's a myth that I'm debunking right now that this group eats healthy. They don't. Okay. And number five is make sure you're incenting them, offering value or, or building in a loyalty factor so they are incented to come back for repeat purchases. But make it simple. Don't make it complex. Uh, and again, there's a lot of people you can benchmark out there that have great apps that help you understand what a great loyalty program is. So those are five marketing tips, Sean, that specifically will assist any restaurateur in terms of marketing to their future guests. I love it. Just absolute solid gold, people. These are solid, solid gold. Please take them and run with them. Get yourself some new guests. Get yourself some younger guests because they are the future of our industry. So, Jimmy, if people want to know more about you and what you do, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, the best way is to call me directly at 215-882-0765. That's 215-882-0765. And I actually get a live voice, not a recording. I'm on Twitter. My Twitter handle is can 53 C-A-N-N-E-S 53. That's C-A-N-N-E-S 53. A good way of getting a hold of me directly. Uh, and then my email address is jim.matterin at gmail.com. So that's J-I-M dot Matterin, M-A-T-O-R-I-N. That's M-A-T-O-R-I-N at gmail.com. So those are the three best ways to get a hold of me. Well, you are a good man. I know you appreciate your time because I know you're a very busy, high-in-demand individual. To, so taking the time to share these insights with us is just phenomenal. Um, and we are incredibly grateful. So thank you. Thank you for your time. And who knows, maybe we can talk you into coming back sometime. That would be great. And I'll keep you abreast of any changes that happen as it relates to marketing to your younger guests. But younger guests are the future of our industry. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you you heard it first. Younger guests are the future of our business. And they're making up the majority of our business when it comes to sales. So let's uh, let's see what we need to do about capturing that business. 
Special thanks to my good friend Jimmy for being here and sharing his insights. Thank you to ClickLease. ClickLease.com for sponsoring the show. Uh, if you haven't checked out ClickLease yet, you got to do it. Go check them out. Go see what they have to offer. See if you can get approved instantly for the equipment financing you need. Because guess what? You can. ClickLease.com. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next week. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around. Go check out the new book, Food People Management, by me.